Hello and welcome to Mommying, Surviving, and Thriving, a podcast for women that believe in living their best life while working and raising a family at the same time. We discuss how to live a happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving life while balancing the demands of being a woman, mom, and all-around superwoman. We're here to inspire you with a new perspective and to also create a community of supportive women in the process. Let's dive in. Hello, ladies, and welcome to this episode of Mommy Surviving and Thriving. Today, we are talking money and money-saving tips. And to help us with this discussion, we have Crystal, aka Chris the Maximizer. Crystal has helped thousands of families save tens of thousands of dollars for their financial goals. From couponing to budgeting to meal planning, Crystal does it all. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we are definitely happy to have you. Like I I said before we started recording, I've been following you for a while on Instagram. So a lot of great tips. So I'm hoping that you can share some of those tips um, with our audience today. Of course, of course, I'm excited. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started on this money-saving journey. Uh, So it's so interesting because I think I was on a live the other day and I was like explaining this. And the one thing that it took me a minute to realize is that my whole adult life, I've been a couponer. Mm. So I don't know how not to live without couponing. And then even to go even further than that, as a child, I was always a hustler. And I remember seven, eight years old trying to figure out ways like, how can I make money? Because my mother was the mother that always said, like, if you want it, go get a job. And I'm like, Mm. girl, I can't get a job. I'm like 10 years old. (laughs) So my whole life, I've been always looking for ways to make money and save money. That's why I am Chris the Maximizer, because I'm just trying to maximize like every portion of money, time, energy, like everything. But I started couponing in 2008 when I was a freshman in college and it was out of necessity of like my family we always had enough to survive I don't have any crazy stories of like no lights and no food but for all the extras I had to come up with that money myself so when I wanted to go to cheer camp when I wanted to go to Disney with the band I had to hustle my way to to those trips and things that I wanted to have because my mother's like all right I got 50 but like I don't have 500. So I've always been, I guess, like frugal and a hustler my whole life. But then the couponing aspect came in 2008 when I moved into my college dorm room and I had just got a car. So I had car payment, car insurance, phone bill. I had to eat. I had to survive. So my mother has always been a couponer and couponing was so much easier back in like the 90s and the 2000s. But I had saw extreme couponing and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. But it is, the show is completely fake, y'all. It's not real. But it got me to actually start couponing and I learned trial by error. So I've been couponing for 13 years. I have always had a stockpile. My my stockpile has saved my life when money was bad and bank account was negative and I got a baby. I would sell stuff from my stockpile. I was selling diapers. I mean, couponing has completely changed my life and it wasn't until 2018 where I had a come to Jesus talk with myself and it was like if money was no option and I had no barriers I would just coupon and teach people how to coupon 
So my entry to that was like, forget it. I'm going to just start a YouTube channel and see what happens. And I started it on a whim with no plan or preparation, which is so unlike me because I literally plan like everything. So You have to, poop on it, you have to. Yeah, I just knew I wanted to help people. And I was like, all right, YouTube's free for them. And eventually I'll make money from it. My goal was to like be monetized and start making money like within a year. I remember that vivid conversation with my sister and I'm like, all right, the goal is just to like start making money in a year. Like, let's see what happens. Well, much to my surprise, in like three months, I was monetized. I got my first check like five months after I started YouTube. And I was like, oh yeah, they shouldn't have did this. Like I started in August and I got my first check in January and YouTube pays you a month later. So that January check was from the money that I earned for the second half of December. It was like $342. And I was like, oh, they don't know what they did now. And when I tell you that I went balls to the wall with that YouTube channel, I was probably posting seven to 10 videos a week. I was going to CVS, Walgreens, sometimes Target. I was sharing grocery hauls. I was doing like coupon beginner videos. I mean, I went stupid, crazy dumb. And I was like, I am going to literally make as much money as I can from this YouTube channel. And I was helping people. My channel was growing. And then people started wanting more. So that's when more of like the side hustle stuff kind of started where I started what is now my money saving academy. But back then it was like a $5 a month Patreon to like help people answer their questions. And that's honestly how, you know, Krista Maximizer was birthed from that YouTube channel and my crazy love of couponing. And by that point, I've been couponing for like 10 years. Wow. Let me start by saying I've tried and I'm going to try again. That used to be my thing to try to find. And I could never figure out. And I'm glad you said that that's fake, the extreme couponing um, show. Because I'm like, and I would sit there and I'm like, how do they do that? Where do they find the coupons? What have you? I, I could not do it. And I would try. But, uh, and my husband would look at me like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I would clip the coupons and do all these different things. And I wind up not doing it. So, um I, I think that's amazing what you have been able to do um, with that. So let's talk about, um, I know you're, you're very open about um, being fired from your corporate job in 2019. How did that change your thinking about money and your whole overall career? Oh, that, that's such a good question. So like, I remember this corporate job that I had, I started off as an HR intern. I had a master's in HR and they literally would only offer me an internship. All the other HR jobs I applied for, they wouldn't give them to me. And literally as an intern with a master's degree, they literally paid me like $13 an hour. And when I tell you like the feeling back then was like, okay, it's 13. But like, I was so grateful and so excited to like be working for somebody. I always joke that like, if the HR director me if the HR director asked me to clean a toilet, like I was gonna glove up and do it. Like I was so eager to like please these people and quote unquote move up in the corporate ranks. But I always knew since I was a child, and you can ask anyone who knows me, I always knew I was like, eventually I'll have my own business. I just don't know what it's gonna be. My major, when I actually applied to college, mm, Lord is my witness, I literally signed up to be a business major. But because I was thinking about, I need to make money and I worked at a clothing store and all these nurses were buying nurse, um, like scrubs and stuff. And I started asking them like how much they make and this and that. 
I literally changed my major to nursing, knowing daggone well, I did not like science and math, but I was literally thinking like, I need to make money. You know, it was that mentality that like my parents and my grandparents had where it's like, you need to go to school, you need to get a job that's going to like support you and make a lot of money. Whereas now in this generation, it's like, I need peace, happiness. I need to be with my family, right? Why am I having a kid and a man and I can't spend no time with them because I'm working all the time. So back then I was just like so grateful. And then when I got, when I wasn't an intern anymore and they promoted me, they literally were like, oh, now we're going to pay you 16. And I was like, what? Like $3 more? And then I had to grovel for a freaking dollar. So I went from 13 to $17 an hour after groveling for a dollar. And then over those four years, when I tell you that I busted my behind at this job, and this is all important to the story, not to ramble, but just to give you like my mindset of the money, like I was so pumped up. I was working crazy overtime with that $17 an hour, like just trying to make ends meet. My car was up for repossession at one point because $17 an hour just wasn't, it was not enough. Once they started taking like my insurance benefits out, I was like, I can't feed my baby with this. So- Um, eventually after busting my butt, a lot of changes had happened in that company. And I got promoted to be a recruiter and my salary literally doubled. So I went from $17 an hour to like my starting salary was like 65,000. When I tell you that my mind thought that $65,000 was so much money. Like I was like crying, screaming, praising the Lord, because I finally felt like the six figures in student loans that I have, the master's degree that I got while I was pregnant and working two jobs, like it was kind of sort of all worth it for like this moment of like making 65,000. Like I remember me and the other interns sitting there like, if they could just give us 50, we'd be so grateful. And I was just like, now I'm like disgusted at myself (laughs) because (laughs) working for those people, right? It was was not all bad. It was like 60, 40, like 60% good and 40% bad. But once I started to like see my value and see that like my ideas and my thoughts were being pushed to the side after they so-called hired me because like I'm innovative and all this and that. And then they basically pulled people from the sales floor to pay them 65 or 70,000 like me with no HR experience, no recruiting experience, no admin experience. These are raw salespeople that they pulled to be recruiters because they're like, oh, if they can sell vacation packages, then they can hire people, which is true. Those are transferable. But I had to be a $13 an hour intern and then a $17 admin to bust my behind to get this $70,000 job. Mm -hmm. Then by the end, I was up to about $78,000 because they did see my value. But when I tell you I was working probably like 60 hours a week to prove myself, right? When I got fired, it was quite possibly the hugest weight that was lifted off my shoulders. My sister told me that she feels like I have a problem with authority because most of my jobs, I only lasted about three years besides my college jobs where I aged out because I graduated. I loved my college jobs, by the way. All my other jobs, I lasted about three years and there was always some sort of power struggle with the manager because it was like, I saw how things could be better, things could be different, but they were just like, no, this is the way it's done and this is the way it needs to be. So I don't know if you heard the coin, like you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're sitting in the ivory tower looking down on us. We're the ones doing the everyday work. If we feel like this could work, can you give us a chance to try it? Or we've been on the low anyway, and it's been working and you didn't even know. But when it's brought to your attention, 
they like invalidate us. Like we're not smart, intelligent human beings. And most of the time, not to toot my own horn, I was one of the most educated people in the whole room. Uh-huh. And they wouldn't listen to me because I'm too loud, I'm too outgoing, and I'm too emotional. Uh, so when I got fired from that job, the weight of the glass ceiling of me having to listen to these people and be a puppet, and they're like, oh, you need to stay here because nowhere else is going to pay you as much. I was like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. So when I got fired, I called my mother, and she praised the Lord that I got fired. <laughs> Every single person who I spoke to at that job and outside that job were like, we're going to miss you, but you're going to be so much better outside of here. I literally got fired on my one year YouTube anniversary. I had just hit a million views on my YouTube channel. And I had made at that point, I think at that point I made like 10 grand maybe with YouTube because for that whole 2019, I made about 14. So I probably was around like nine or $10,000 that I made in 2019 from that YouTube channel on that day that I got fired. And it just was to me, I was like, I don't care how much money I make. I'm going to pay my rent, take care of my child. But I would do what I would do, whatever. I was like, I got Instacart. I did so many things in the beginning because I'm like, I'll do whatever I need to do to make money. But I know that I will refuse to work for somebody else ever again in my life. So it just showed me that like, no one can hold power over you for a freaking check. It's really not worth it. Right. No, you brought up so many so many important pieces and you know sometimes uh, I think it takes thing it takes situations like that being fire for us to kind of wake up and realize mm-hmm. so many things that were happening and why they were happening but like you said it was to me it sounds like a sign on that one year anniversary that's when you were fired and it was you hit a million views right mm-hmm. so um that was your wake-up call and say hey you know, maybe this corporate job is not for me and maybe I do have issues with authority and that's okay. I need to now start on my journey to find out what's best for me. So that's awesome. That is that's so awesome. So tell us, um, you have a lot of different things that you're doing. Like I said, the couponing, the budget, the budgeting, and then also the meal planning. I, I can probably ask questions about all of those because I'm definitely um, interested in all three of those. So most of our listeners are are moms, working moms that are kind of juggling many different things. What tips would you give to um, the listeners that are trying to kind of start on their money saving journey? Mm -hmm. Two things that are like life changing when you do them consistently. Number one, you need a budget. Like you need a life budget, you need a grocery budget. If you decide to coupon, you need a coupon budget. I mean, anything that you spend your money on, you need a budget for. And a budget is not restrictive. It's not telling you, you can't spend your money. Your budget is basically allowing you to spend your money in the best way for you. So a question I always ask myself and my hubby that I call Bay, I'm like, is this the best use of our money? Like that's what we do. We binge sometimes, we go off the budget. But I'm like, was that the best use of our money? And it's like, no. So next month, next week, we have to be better. You have got to get to the root of like, where's all your money going? And is that the best thing? Like, I know I want to pay off my credit card debt. And I know that I want to rebuild my savings because it's trash right now. So if I'm not working towards those two things, then I'm not really using my money in the best way outside of, you know, like paying my bills and all that stuff. But like, 
going out and spending three or $400 on like a dinner or hanging out with friends is not really worth it to me because I have big financial goals. So you need to decide what is it that you're doing with your money and is it the best use of it? Now, under no circumstances, if I'm telling you not to live your life, in my budget, I have my nails. In my budget, I have my vacation. I have my waxes. I'm putting in facials and massages in 2022 because I want them to be something I do every single month. Anything that brings you joy to your life and is a necessity, it needs to be in your budget. And yes, getting my nails done is a necessity because I'm on camera and I'm a nail biter. And I know that's something that I need. So anything that's important to you needs to be in your budget. So that way, when there is a clearance deal, I have a little bit of extra money in my coupon in my grocery budget in order for me to do that clearance deal, right? If there is something that I need for my daughter, I have a money allocated that's like, all right, this child has already screwed up her, her school shoes and school's only been in session for like two months. There's a budget of money allocated for that, right? Car maintenance, there's a budget of money. We have a vacation fund. So like if we need to catch a flight last minute, there's some money in there. So anything that's important to you needs to be in that budget so that you are allocating your money. Now, if you are paycheck to paycheck, you may not be able to put all the luxuries in. Your plan should be, how can I get a little bit ahead and then add on one luxury at a time? So it may not be your nails every month. Maybe you invest in a nail kit and you try to do your nails yourself for the next six months while you get yourself ahead. So instead of spending $50 a month, you spend $50 once and it lasts you for that six months. So it's all about the best use of your money. The second thing that is life-changing is when you are shopping, I don't care what you are shopping for, you always need a list. And in my Money Saving Academy, I actually teach my signature shop with a purpose method and list and budget are the first two steps in that method in order to help you save money on everything. So when you're grocery shopping, you need a grocery list. If you are school shopping for your kids, you need a list. If you're house shopping, you need a list of all the things you want and all the things you don't want and the things that you can kind of sort of compromise on. So a list will change your life. So a list and a budget will help you so much save money. That makes sense because, you know, I know I, I used to do this. I'm getting better with this. When you go to the grocery store, store and you have, the list in your mind, <laughs> but then you don't write it down, you know, um, and so at the end of the day, you come out the grocery store with a million and one things you didn't necessarily need and not the things that you um, actually really went in there for, and then you wind up blowing your budget. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, and if you're the person that always forgets your paper list at home, take a picture of it, so that way it's always there, and one other tip that I do is I just leave a magnetic like list on my fridge. So as we are out of things or we're getting low to things and I call it your knowing your zero for food, we usually let food go down to like nothing, but like for household items, like what is your zero? Mine is one open and one on the stockpile shelf. That is like flashing red lights. We need more. So whenever something's at the zero, we have a needs list on the refrigerator and we just write it. So we're low on butter. I put butter, right? Kinsley's almost out of yogurt. I put yogurt. We like chips. We're out of chips. So that way, when it's time to sit and make your grocery list, you kind of have a huge head start because you know what you're out of already. Awesome. And that probably also helps with the meal planning. Can you talk a little bit about that? How that helps? Yeah. So you want to reverse engineer it. So before you make your list, you should sit down and make your meal plan. So the way that I teach meal plans is 
Start with what you have already. A lot of us have things in our fridge, our freezer, our pantry. You want to make your meal plan. I suggest an overview meal plan for the month. But if you're like, Crystal, I can't do a month, do two weeks. Sit down and decide, like, what is your family going to eat for two weeks? If you are family that eats out, what days are you going to eat out? You don't have to decide the restaurant, but you need to decide, like, all right, we eat out on Fridays. We eat out on Saturdays. Mark those days off. And then you need to go through and you need to decide what are we going to eat for the week? What day am I cooking? Because I don't like to cook every day, but what day am I cooking? So, you know, once you put your meals together, then you create your list. Because, for example, we wanted to make spaghetti. Real life example. I had everything but the ground beef. So I already had pasta sauce. I already had noodles. I had onions. We had sausage. All we needed was ground beef. Heck, we even had garlic bread. So when we wanted to go to the store, literally, we just put ground beef. We didn't buy everything for spaghetti. Oh, my goodness. I had a coworker who her and her husband were spending like $300 a week for two people, no pets, no kids. Wow. Every time they wanted a meal, they would just go to the store and buy everything for it. So she's like, yeah, I buy like six peppers a week, but there's rotten peppers in her fridge. She's like, yeah, and I throw away like four every week because they always buy six, but they never use what they have. Literally her looking in her fridge and deciding like, all right, this week we're going to eat X, Y, Z. They started saving off the rip $150 a week easy just by reducing their waste. So if you're throwing food away every week, you have money to save. So you've got to decide what are we going to eat first, then make your grocery list and only buy what you need to supplement those meals. Don't forget your snacks and don't forget what I like to call in-between meals. So like hot dogs and beans, a salad, a DiGiorno frozen pizza. Those are things where it's like, I didn't have time to pull the meat out. We need an in-between meal. Let's whip it together really fast. Like last night, your girl, we did like a random eat leftovers. I had a grilled cheese, grilled ham and cheese with applesauce. My daughter had like, um, what did she have? Like hot dogs and mac and cheese. And I don't even know what Bay ate, but I think he ate leftover hot dogs and chicken too. So like, what is it that you can pull really quickly when it's like the spaghetti ain't getting cooked today, <laughs> right? <laughs> Start with the meal plan first and then create your list from there. I've done all, oh, I'm, I think I'm laughing because I just bought hot dog for that same reason, because some days, as you say, you don't feel like cooking or things get out of hand and you forget to take the meat out or what have you. There's hot dogs or you can do a quick macaroni and cheese or something like that. So that sounds like my household. So that's why I was laughing about that. So um, I know that you you obviously have your YouTube channel, you have Instagram, um, and you talk about a lot of tools and um, resources. Can you give us um, some tools, resources, or even apps that you use that some of the listeners can use to help them during their budgeting, their meal planning, their couponing? Um, yeah, so when it comes to budgeting, I am completely old school. I don't use any apps. I literally use pen and paper and a planner. So I have a calendar and I have a list and I basically like customize my budget. So yes, yeah, so you can go to my YouTube channel and watch like how I can basically take a calendar and sh note sheets in order to create a budget. So it's all about like what's due on what day and then listing out like all of your expense categories, the things that don't have due dates, but you want to spend money on and listing out your income. So for budgeting, it's old school pen, paper and a monthly calendar. 
When it comes to meal planning, same thing. I meal plan on a piece of paper as well. You just need a really nice calendar in order to meal plan. I have like a sticky one that I put on the fridge and that's where we write the meal plan down. When it comes to couponing, um, there's a lot of levels to this. But what I'll say is when it comes to couponing, number one, any store that you shop at minus Walmart because they don't have coupons, any store that you shop at, most of them have an app. And in that app, there's store coupons and there's what we call manufacturer coupons that can be used on the items that you're going to buy. So if you're shopping at a local grocery store, Target, CVS, Walgreens, Dollar General, Family Dollar, there's an app for that and there's free coupons and all of their apps are free. So start with downloading your store apps and clipping any coupons of things you think you might buy. Also, Publix has really awesome coupons as well. So start with the store apps. And then from there, there are rebate apps. And those are things where you will earn cash back or gift cards for purchasing certain items or scanning receipts. So the best rebate apps are Fetch Rewards. You just scan your receipts there. And then Shopkicks, you literally earn points for just walking into a store. Ibotta, you earn rebates for purchasing certain items. And then my favorite, the Fleas app, you actually earn cash back when you um, purchase a gift card to a store. So um, if you want to get my referral code and then share all your referral links so you can get the money, you let me know. Um, and I can give you referral link for you, Myla, and then you can share that with your audience so that you can get some of their referral dollars. But all of those apps help me, you know, save money on couponing. Like I use I bought up and I use my um, fetch money, no, flu's money, excuse me, to pay for Walgreens and CVS. So my Walgreens and CVS couponing, any cash out of pocket that I pay doesn't come from my cash. It comes from those rebate apps. And then I'll use the other apps like fetch um, and even Shopkicks. I'll cash out gift cards to Walmart. And then I'll get things at Walmart for our grocery shopping with those gift cards to reduce my cash out of pocket. Wow. I'm just, look, I'm trying to write all these down, but I will get with you to get the name so I can put it um, in the notes. And like I said, your, your code, and we can share that with um, the audience. So they, because I'm, I'm busy trying to write them down and I know I, I left out several, so we'll get with you to make sure that we have them and we can share them with the audience. Um, so you've talked about 2022 and what you're going to put in your budget and, and what have you. What are some of the things that this money saving journey has afforded you thus far? Oh, wow. Um, so first off, uh, being a couponer has got me the best job in the world. Like I get to wake up and do whatever I want. Like I had a 4 a.m. coaching call today and then I was like, I'm going back to sleep. And then I went to sleep until like 1130. I'm like, bae, take the child to school, please. And then I didn't wake <laughs> up until like 1130. And then you're like my only interview or thing that I have to do during the day. I don't have anything else to do until seven. I can, couponing has allowed me, money saving has allowed me to live the life that I love. And it feels so good to just do whatever I want. Like that is the first and foremost thing. But outside of that, it's allowed me to build a community to help thousands of women save money. And that just feels so good because when I see the look on their face, when it, when it clicks for them or they come back to me and they're like, I have one of my clients in the Money Saving Academy. She's like, Crystal, I listened to you and I saved $150 yesterday. And I was just like, look, you listened and look how much you saved. I 
that part brings me so much joy, but I have been able to travel. I've went to so many events in 2019, 2020 was going to be epic, but you know, we got the wrong. Right. (laughs) I was able to go to so many events. I have been able to live off of my stockpile. So when times were not so good, and I mentioned this earlier, I was able to be like, all right, we're only buying perishables. And I've lived for five or six months off my stockpile, like not couponing at all. Hmm. And just being able to pull from the things that we already had to really make it work because we didn't have enough money. When I was making that $13 an hour, it was like, baby, when my daughter grew out of um, those diapers, I was taking the other diapers and selling them on Facebook and then getting that cash to either pay a bill or buy like some meat and some bread and some milk Mm -hmm. for us to eat with. So couponing has allowed me that. It has brought me so much joy over the years. I mean, I like, I can't say enough how being frugal and saving money has allowed me. So when times were bad and I did have a savings because when times were really good, I was like, we got to save money. Like when I got fired, I was planning on leaving that job, but probably for not another like two months, it was Demetria that was like, girl, you need to set a time. And we had set like September. Then I was like, no, Demetria, I'm gonna go in October. So October was like my deadline. And I still had about two and a half months of like YouTube money I was going to bring in to save as well as just all these other extra things I was doing to just save money. But when I got fired, I didn't have as much money in my bank account as I wanted, but they paid me like for five weeks after I got fired because it was like a weekly pay job. They paid me my PTO. So that extra five weeks really helped to put me over over the top of like super close to like my goal. But had I not been like saving so much money and being like so proactive, it probably could have turned out a little bit worse when I got fired. Um, But I can't say enough things about like how the saving money has truly helped me just always being prepared. Let's talk about the pandemic. When literally there was no toilet paper, I was like, well, we got at least four months. So whenever I do see a roll of toilet paper on the shelf, I'm going to get one or two or whatever the max is that I can buy and just slowly add that to my stockpile since we don't know when, you know, it'll open up. But it was almost like eight months before the stores were stocked with toilet paper, like regular style. So throughout that time, whenever I seen one or two, I would just buy the one or two. Yes, full price for them because they weren't giving out coupons then. Right. But I was never low. I was never completely out because I had that three to four month stockpile running start. So it just felt really good to have pretty much everything we needed. When the stores were out of meat, I had a freezer full of meat. I had all I pretty much had everything. It was just like me spending money on luxuries, like I was being stupid and buying like crab legs and shrimp because the depression was setting in of like being completely alone. Mm-hmm. So um, that's another story for another day. But saving that money and couponing prepared me for all of that stuff. Like I'm always prepared. Like even when I had to like oh, do the thing that I said for eight years I never wanted to do when I had to pack up my apartment and move back to Maryland because of this freaking pandemic. It was like so devastating, but I was prepared. Like I had stockpile in place. I had somewhere to go. My family was ready for me. And that year that I spent with my family that I otherwise probably never would have spent with them, like just showed me that everything that I was doing was right. Because if I would have had a job, I would not have been able to do that. I would not have been able to leave Florida and spend like a crucial year with my family. And I have not spent that much time with my family since before I went to college. So like in 2008, because once I went to college, even though I was in the same state, it was like, I see y'all when I see (laughs) y'all. 
<laughs> but to spend that year up there, it was it was crazy. Because like I said, I haven't spent that much time with my family since I was in freaking high school. And probably not even then because I was working a job and doing all the things at school. So really this journey has allowed me to do so much. And I'm just so grateful for, you know, being able to do it all. That's awesome. No, the, the pandemic has taught us a lot. And I'm glad you were able to spend time with your family. I think a lot of people uh, feel probably the same way. Um, it was some of the worst times for many people, but then some of the best times. So, and I thought about you when you were saying that, because I know there was a meme out there a while back um, with uh, a stock, someone who has stockpiled their stuff. So a coupon person like you and say, mm -hmm. okay, you're laughing. I, I knew you guys are not laughing now. Whatever it was to say, mm -hmm. we, we've been prepared Everyone is rushing to the stores to get these things and we're sitting on sitting on our chairs, our couches, whatever it is, because we're good for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the reality of it. And I was like, uh, and then people were like, can I buy them? Like, honestly, it's, excuse me, time for me to be selfish. I cannot sell anything because I don't know when the stores are going to be No, open. right. So exactly. I, I'm not, and I have not sold anything. I sold a couple of things. Let me not lie. I've sold a couple of things, but it wasn't like stockpile stuff at all. Like I sold like planner supplies, but I was not selling anything in that stockpile because I was like, if my mother calls me crying, I will ship this toilet paper in a box before I sell it to someone else. Just, you know, just being honest, right? If my sister or my mother were in desperate need, I would much rather put it in a box and give it to them before I sold it to someone else. So I was like, I got to be selfish for my family first. Right. No, I understand. I understand. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we've definitely learned a lot today. I appreciate, again, you coming on today. So before we leave, please tell everyone where they can follow um, Chris the Maximizer. Um, again, I know you're on Instagram. Where else can they find you? Oh, I am all the places. So... <laughs> <laughs> you can you can find me um on youtube first krista maximizer instagram krista maximizer tiktok is blowing up so please go follow me over on tiktok at krista maximizer you can email me hello at krista maximizer.com and then of course my website is krista maximizer.com so i am all the places and thank you so much for having me on today this was awesome oh good we were so happy to have you on and I, again, will continue to follow. I haven't looked on YouTube, but I will do YouTube now because I um, there's a couple of things that you mentioned that I need to uh, go and search for. So thanks again. And ladies, until next time. Thanks for joining us this week on Mommy Surviving and Thriving. Stay connected by liking, following, and subscribing. We're accepting topic requests and questions by email info at mstpodcast.com how you balance it all remember there's only one of you stay positive and give yourself grace we're here to support you in community on your journey to becoming happy healthy wealthy and thriving see you next week